The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jerry Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime for this MLB draft coverage. It's draft recap of days one and two. Nate Green, Nate, how you doing? Doing well, Jared. Uh, good, fun times. Got to got to watch a little bit of the draft on Sunday and then today, and then got to see the home run derby. Vlad winning it. Congrats to Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention that, but you stole my thunder. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, actually. I'm not a huge fan of the All Star Game itself. I like the home run derby. Um, All Star Game, I think, uh, is and everything but i just i think they could be so much better i like them all being mic'd up and you can talk to them and everything like that yeah um but yeah it, it'll be good to see uh shohei and carlos estevez in the uh in the all-star game doing their thing um home run derby that was a lot of fun as well j-rod just absolutely going off uh <laughs> i i i thought adley was gonna win it after he uh he did what he did in in the first round but uh but not not what we're here to talk about. Let's talk yeah. a little bit of Angels draft coverage. We'll talk picks one through ten today. Uh, we'll get on and we'll talk picks eleven through twenty uh, in the coming days, just to go over everything. And of course, of course, if Taylor Blake Ward's listening, we're going to get him on at some point to really go over the draft coverage, draft recap, get you guys some good breakdowns on all of that. But let's go ahead and get our initial thoughts. The Angels had the 11th overall pick in the first round. They take a first baseman, possibly a corner outfielder, possibly a third baseman. He get gets picked as a first baseman though. Nolan Chanuel. How are you feeling about this pick, Nate? Initial thoughts. Well, I uh that's who I had the Angels taking when we when we talked on what was that Sunday? Sunday I had the Angels taking him. Um, am I excited with who's on the board? No, my favorite player in the draft was Jacob Gonzalez, but there's some interesting things with Shanwell. Um, big power, uh, cut his strikeouts down. He said he had a, a eye surgery to to help him and cut the strikeouts down. Uh, increased the walks this year. Uh, was a a powerful bat in the middle of the line for Florida Atlantic all year and. The one thing that I like to look at, especially when you're looking at guys from small, um, non-Power 5 schools, should I say, how did they do against Power 5 schools, especially like big-time Power 5 schools, which FAU plays Miami, they play Florida, um, they play teams like that. And and he, he showed up well in those games. He hit, he hit some bombs against Miami, 
Uh, I think he had one homer against Florida. He had a couple homers against Miami. Um, and it, it looked like they, they had trouble getting him out. So I love the bat speed. I love. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I love some things about him. Um, I just Jacob Gonzalez has been my favorite player in the draft for a long time. So it wasn't, he wasn't to, to watch him get passed on was was tough. But no, there's some there's some interest here with him. Um, should be a quick mover, starting double A probably. Yeah, and I know a lot um, of people, maybe high A for a little bit and then go to double A. But yeah, I, I think we see him at Rocket City uh, before we. I think we see him at Rocket City um, right off the bat. To be honest, there with you. You think it's the Neto um, treatment where it's like, hey, go to high A for like 24 hours and then move them to double A and say, okay, um, let's see how you do. Yeah. Neto was there for what, 48 hours, 72 <laughs> he was hours? There for, and Neto was in Tri-City for like three days or something like that. And yeah, like 72 hours. Yeah, then he went up to, to uh, Rocket, Rocket City, City and then the rest is history. But uh, I think I think they might have learned their lesson. However, we've talked about this before. Tri-City tends to be a place where you go to um, fail and um, Shanwell, he hasn't he didn't really fail this year. He was arguably statistically the best hitter in, in college baseball um, led, led the, uh, led the NCAA division one, I believe in batting average and in on base percentage, he was second in batting average first in on base percentage. I believe he was top, you know, 10 in slugging. And I believe he was also top. He was at the top in, um, in OPS as well. Uh, so yeah, he, he had a, he had a fantastic year, college performer. It's going to be a quick mover. Um, I know I compared him to, to Matt Thice. The swing reminds me a little bit of Matt Thice. Um, it, it really does. I know I got a lot of, got a lot of heat on that one. Um, but it, it, the swing reminds me a lot of Thice. I think he's ends up being a better hitter than Thice, but this is very similar to what Matt Thice was coming out of Virginia as well. Um, and you look at this; it's it's more than likely an underslot pick. I think I you hope you get him at around three five, maybe three seven five. You save uh, 
save a little over a million dollars there. I think, I think he goes for a little bit more. I think he gets that $4 million range um, in, in that ballpark. Um, however, quick mover, not horribly upset with the pick. He's, you know, decent defender. He's got a good eye at the plate. The bat speed is there for him to be a really freaking good hitter. Um, I, I think we all just need to kind of get a little better look at him um, and see what he can actually do against legit, um, a le- legit pitching as well. So I don't know if you got anything else on uh, Nolan Shanwell, but we can just kind of continue to roll on if you don't. We, well, we've seen him against legit pitching this year. He did he did face Miami, he did face Florida. He uh, Florida Gulf Coast was ranked twentieth uh, at the time when they played. So like he has seen good pitching, but the the one thing where you could point to some more good arms, he did play in the Cape Cod last summer. Struggled a little bit. Um, I think he had the surgery after. Um, after the Cape Cod League, and that that really helped him. But yeah, he did he did strike out a lot more in the Cape Cod League. Uh, struggled a little bit there, but um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, he's a quick mover like we we're expecting, and um, can play a position of need right now, first base. I I don't think he's an outfielder or a third baseman like they say he is. Um, I, I think he's more of a big body. Just let him hit home runs and and get that way. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Regardless, feels like a draft of need here, kind of like the like Perry and Staff did um, with the drafting all pitchers thing. However, you can't be upset when you you got arguably the best uh, the best statistical college player in uh, in NCAA this year. It's, arguably I say arguably he led in OPS he led in on base percentage he led in a lot of stats that um that that really matter I know he played at a small school and everything like that uh but we'll we'll see how it is um there were other there were definitely guys higher on our on our draft board like you mentioned Jake Gonzalez um definitely a couple other guys there and I think the Angels I think the Angels had a tough pick there um between whether they wanted to spend that money you know go full slot value because you know Gonzalez you're going to give him Pretty close to that full five five million five point two. I don't know million. if he gets five point two. I think he probably would have gotten four and a half. Gonzalez, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I mean, you're saving an extra five hundred thousand, and it comes down to. I mean, we were everybody's going to emphasize the number one overall pick. Everybody always emphasizes that first that first round pick that teams have, especially. And we mentioned this a lot when the Angels don't have a second round pick, um, and don't have that money at, at that second round pick. Um, so this, the first round pick always just feels so much more crucial than, than, you know, any other picks. However, the angels have really capitalized a lot in three through 20 in the past, uh, past, you know, the past few years, they took Joyce. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, Rios that they took here out of, out of Stanford. Um, and yeah, you know, I, it, it'll be interesting. I, I didn't mind the rest of this draft. We're going to go over it. Um, you know, obviously here and we'll talk about, uh, picks 11 through 20 when that happens as well but um but yeah I, i'm 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 intrigued to know what they what they do i'm not upset about this first day um but it definitely felt like they could have gone some different directions um but then again a team with not a lot of money can only go um you know so far in in the draft so um regardless of that any other uh, any other thoughts here on uh, on the angels first first round pick oh well well uh We'll see where he ends up. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see whether it's it's high A for you know a minute or if it's just straight to double A. That's going to be and the interesting thing. Does Sonny Detroit get moved? And I know he's a fan favorite. Has not produced 
Uh, does he what? get moved to low A or high A? Excuse me. Does he? I don't know. Just interesting things, especially with Cabbage and and Walsh and Triple A's. You just have a lot of moving parts with this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is very similar to what the Angels, you know, could have done with the catcher. You know, the Angels are pretty stacked at the catching position. A little, I guess, a little bit different, but pretty stacked at the catching division uh, position. Yeah. And you got some guys you want to try out. And at first base, you got a Cabbage. You got to figure out what you're doing with Walsh. You got. You got a, quite a few guys here. And then we also talked about it. I think that he, that uh, Shanwell is going to get every opportunity to play the outfield, maybe play a little bit of third base. So I think the Shara can stay there, you know, DH and play a little first base. Kevin Maeton's not there anymore. Um, I think we see some movement here. I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what happens in Salt Lake and see if the Angels make some, make some moves to bring a couple of these, uh, the prospects up. But let's get on here to the Angels' third-round pick. I've heard very, very good things. Got a good, got a, got a really good report um, from out of uh, out of some people from Alberto Rios out of Stanford. Uh, third baseman, righty, righty, six foot, 203. Um, slot value here is $901,000. I think he's going to sign pretty dang close to that. You might get a little under slot, but I think this is a, this is a pretty – Pretty safe bet that this is going to be at slot or maybe slightly under. I'm extremely excited about um, Alberto Rios. Um, big bat. The bat's going to really, really play. I think he's going to be a, a pretty solid third baseman. And another guy that I think you you send maybe straight to uh, straight to double A. I think we see him in Tri City. Um, regardless, the bat is really going to play. It's a, it's it's a very very good bat. You can slot him in that Kyron Paris range if you want to talk about Angels prospects right off the bat as long as they uh, they get him to sign. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you kind of take it away there, Nate. You got anything on him? Yeah, Pac-12 Player of the Year this year. There's some really good players in the Pac-12, one of which was drafted by the Angels last year and ended up going in the third round this year from Atlanta. Um, Saving Cabellos. Yeah, and you had the Arizona kid who was a first-rounder. He didn't win Pac-12 Player of the Year. You had Tommy Troy, who's on this team as well, and – Rios ends up winning Pac-12 Player of the Year with his numbers. Um, his numbers were really good. But the one thing that worries me about Rios is the lack of a track, track record uh, with him. Like, he really hasn't played at Stanford. You look at the numbers, and he had 1AB his red shirt, I guess his freshman year. He had 7ABs last year. And all of a sudden this year he had 293 and, and went off. But that's, that's the only thing that's going to be the issue is like, is it a one-year wonder thing or like, was it just an opportunity thing? Because Stanford is always one of the top, you know, 10 or 15 teams in the country typically starts the year in the top five. Um, if things go right for Stanford. So is, is it just an opportunity thing where they just didn't have any, any, place for him to play and now all of a sudden he just hit his way onto the into the starting lineup or is this something that there wasn't really too many reports out on him and he was able to take advantage of some some good pitches early and so that's the only knock on him but really good player really really good numbers Stanford's not a a hitter friendly park either that that place usually uh is where baseballs go to die especially when they play at night and they play a lot of night games there so yeah, that's good get. He's a good player. Just where's he going to play? That's that's the issue. And it's, it's not that we have a third baseman. It has nothing to do with the Anthony Rendon thing. It's is he going to be a good enough defender to stick at third? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, I mean, you look at what you want out of the bat at third base and definitely, I think he sticks there. Um, it just, you know, defensively, if he can, if not a corner outfield, maybe first base again. Um, and I think the trend that we're going to see a lot here is that corner position um, that Nate and I don't necessarily like, but uh, we'll kind of see, we'll kind of see how we feel about it um, rolling forward here. So um, fourth round pick, the angels took Joe Redfield. Um, that is the most Texas name. Not really. Uh, that, that That's a very like uh, MLB, the show name, like, you know, random name there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought there. Um, outfielder out of Sam Houston state really like him. Reminds me a little bit of Tucker Flint from last year. I think the swing and miss isn't going to be the, uh, the biggest issue like it is with Tucker Flint, um, you know, tools, the outfielder might be able to stick in center field. I was actually trans was going to transfer to Georgia fourth round pick here. I, I think this might be a tougher sign than a lot of people think. I think he ends up signing as a fourth rounder, uh, and was also one of the best statistical hitters, uh, in, in NCAA division one baseball, um, as well, if you go look at the stats there, um, was the only hitter in NCAA division one to have 100 hits, 15 doubles, 15 home runs and 15 stolen bases. So there's a lot there. There's a lot to like, um, swing is different for sure. Like I said, very Tucker Flint, like for those of you know, who, who know who Tucker Flynn is very Jared Walsh. Like, I guess you can say that as well. Um, and it's, uh, again, another interesting bat. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, he's not ranked in the top uh, 250 by MLB pipeline. This is why a lot of you guys are not scouts as well, because you guys don't know about these people. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a very interesting name and we'll kind of see where he goes. Like another guy who's a quick mover, a college performer. I'm excited for this guy. I, I really am. Just like I was pretty excited. I was a little, I was, I was a little optimistic on Tucker Flynn. A little more excited here for uh, Joe Redfield. So, Nate, you got anything here? Yeah, the one thing I, I like about Redfield coming from, uh, I th- I think my, I think Deggs recruited him, which Deggs Deggs did a really good job uh, before moving on to Lafayette, which is where he got his second chance. But uh, yeah, that's the one one thing is I know Deggs does a really good job at recruiting and, and developing. I know he left before uh, Redfield really got anything. I think he recruited him and then left that year. So um, that is one interesting thing I like the coaching staffs. Uh, that's a big thing to me is like if good coaches are like you, then there's good track record behind it, obviously. Yeah. Um like you mentioned, the corner spot is not my favorite. I wish he, he was more of a center fielder. Moving to a corner spot. Um, I think he's got a chance to be a center fielder. Um, we'll see, but I yeah. think he's got it. I definitely think he's got a chance. He's got a good. Um, he's got a good feel for uh, tracking down balls. He's quick. He's got a decent arm. I, I think that it's all there to stick in center field. Now, what kind of impact he makes? That's going to be the next question. We'll see if the bat plays. He could be a. I don't want to call him Bryce Teodosio because Bryce Teodosio is the best uh, defensive center fielder in baseball or in the minors. But um, somebody, you know, maybe like that, uh, you know, middle of the road guy, probably see him start in Tri-City. Maybe very, uh, very Joe Stewart-like friend of the show here. Possible. Um, Possible. Type, That's, type that was like that. honestly who I thought of when when yeah. when I saw that draft pick is like that could be Joe Stewart type of guy this year. So. Yeah. I, we'll like see. I said, another guy, like it's very interesting names. You, you, the more you dive into it, you look at, you look at the draft right off the bat for the angels. It's like, eh, it's not that it's not great. You know, you go with a lot of corner guys, not a lot of guys who are real, you think are impact bats 
or impact pictures, but you dive into a little bit more and it just becomes a little bit more interesting. You know, the more and more you look at it and I know uh, when we get Taylor on, he'll, uh, he'll try to talk us into a couple players as well, but let's move on to the fifth round here. The angels take Chris Clark out of Harvard, right-handed pitcher, very interesting guy for me here. I think it's an underslot pick. Um, low 90s fastball has been up to 96. Got some sink on it. Uh, nasty, nasty, nasty slider. I've um, seen some pretty good videos of that. Um, does have another pitch. The Angels think he's a starter. Um, I don't necessarily think that, but you let him start as long as you can. It's an interesting arm. It really, really is. It's, it's, we're going to talk a lot about these arms. They're, there are going to be a lot of these two pitch arms that the angels draft because there are a lot of those guys in this draft. Um, so I'm really going to like this a lot, a lot of these pitchers that they, uh, that they take here. I'm more of a big velo guy. I think that if you put him in the pin and he's more 94, 96, you know, can maybe bump it up maybe to 97. I think that's with that nasty slider. You have something that, that might play in the bullpen. I don't know if he sticks as a, as a starter. Um, Nonetheless, a very interesting arm here, and again, a guy that I think the Angels uh, do end up signing. So, hey, I don't know if you uh, you got anything. Well, the, the one thing about him is I would guess, and I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I would guess that he's a big stuff plus guy just based on the numbers and things like that with him. I, lo- I love how you start laughing because it's, I, I think it's probably, just looking at, it's just looking probably at the, true. Looking at the slider, I guess yep. it's a stuff plus yep. guy. Exa- exactly. He had a lot so, of strikeouts. I think he was top uh, top 50 in the uh, NCAA in strikeouts, so. At least K per nine, he was top 50. Right. I don't know about strikeout wise um, because some guys just threw more innings than him. He only threw 65 and two thirds and you've got guys throwing 80, 90 innings and yeah. he struck out 93. So you could have a guy who doesn't really strike guys out and throw 80, 90 innings and have 95 punches. So Regardless, um, those numbers, you, you got to like those numbers. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The one thing is the walks. You know, 36 in, in 65 innings, basically walking a guy every other inning. Um, that's That speaks to the Stuff Plus um, metric as well. I He's got to be able to throw strikes. If he can't throw strikes, it really doesn't matter what he is, if he's a starter or a reliever. But he, he definitely poss- possibly could be uh, a guy as long as he can throw strikes. Interesting. I wonder who's going to be. Uh, I wonder Princeton or Harvard if we if we see anything like that because friend of the show was Angel still hurt. No, he got released. Man, okay. I, I knew he got released, but I knew he was hurt as well, so couldn't remember. Yeah. So yeah, no, very very interesting. Again, another arm. I'm excited to see. Remind me a little bit of a, a Max Gig. Doesn't have the velo as as Max Gig, but. Very, very similar, and I really like Max Gig um, as long as he stays healthy there. So let's go on to the sixth round pick here, a fun guy. Anytime you take a take a Wake Forest pitcher at this time, it's like taking a Tennessee. It's like taking a Fandy guy. It's like taking it's like taking one of those big school guys because um, he's coming out of a big school. School Camden Manasi, I think I believe I believe I said that. Did I not say it right? What did they say? It was? I don't think so. I don't think I said it right either. But uh, Manechi, Manechi, is that what it was? Manechi, Manechi. Let's go with that. Camden. I don't know. We could we could both be wrong, but I thought that's what it was. Camden Manechi. Yes. Uh, anytime you take a, like I said, anytime you take a Wake Forest guy, super excited about that. Big stuff. Big, big, big stuff. 94, 96 can kick it up uh, to 98, 99 when he's needed. Um, strictly a reliever here. Uh, the slot value here is 330,000. I think he's going to be there or a little bit over slot here on this. Um, nonetheless, very, very good pitcher. He's going to slide into a lot of a lot of top prospect lists for the Angels. I know it's reliever upside, so I'm not 
a huge fan of taking taking relievers. I'd like the the starter upside. However, when you can get an arm like this, that's probably going to be a back back of the bullpen guy and add him in um, probably straight to Rocket City. It's uh, it, it's a really really good thing I think um, at the end of the day for the Angels there. So um, another quick mover here, plus slider, plus fastball, and um, I, I, again quick mover. That's that's the name of the game here, and he uh, he pitched well for Wake Forest. I know we got a lot of big uh, big airtime there, and he's a big dude as well. So what do you got? Another thing about Wake Forest, Wake Forest put an absurd amount of money into pitching lab, uh, pitching lab this oh, yeah. this last year and a half, two years. And so the fact that he's in there knows how to use everything big part of who he is like he's going to fit this uh the newer system of pitching and everything. So yeah, he'll be a quick mover. No, I don't even want to put that comp on him. No, stuff um, so st- stuff wise reminds me of uh of Luke Murphy. He's going to be a little better than he's a little better. He's um I'm going to be around the plate a little bit more than Luke Murphy, but when you're getting a closer from a big school like that, um, you're going to put him in the Ben Joyce range. That was, you can't tell me he's not Ben Joyce. Say was Ben Joyce, but like, it's, it's going to be like that where people are going to watch him in double A. It's going to be like, Oh, this is impressive. And then all of a sudden he's going to end up and it's going to be spring training. People are going to see him throw once or twice. And be like, oh, oh, this guy could be in the back end. Like he could be in the bullpen right now. Uh, it's, it's a just, more refined it's just going to depend Joyce. on, it's a more refined Ben Joyce. The velo's yeah. not there, but the um, velo's not as, as yeah. much. But yes, very similar. Yeah. So if you want to, if you are fans of prospects and want to know where to rank people, if you want to put them near the Ben Joyce range, that is perfectly fine. So let's move on to the Angels' seventh round pick here. They pick the third baseman. I believe he was the first baseman though, um, out of TCU, Cole Fontanelli. Uh, the slot value here is two hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. I think they're going to go a little under slot here. Nonetheless, big body can probably teach a little bit of, and I can't teach, but probably has a little bit of power in the bat. Really, really like the swing. I'm excited to see what he does. Um, again, played a lot of first base because Braden Taylor was there at third base for TCU. Love Braden Taylor, by the way. Um, wouldn't mind picking him um, if they were the Angels, but uh, I like the swing. I think there's something there. Um, it's going to be a very, it's a very Joe Stewart pick. Where does that sound? Joe Stewart, obviously an outfielder. Um, Fontanelli's a, a a first base, third base type of guy. Again, we talk about the corners. We don't like that. We like to build up the middle. I still think there's something there. Could be a could be a pretty decent bat. Could be you know at the very least a major leaguer. And I know you don't like that saying. I do not. Um, part of the reason Jared and I don't love the the corner guys is because typically most corner guys played up the middle and moved to corners. Um, most, most of those guys are like, Hey, I played shortstop and moved to third, that type of thing. And, and typically this, this isn't always the case, but corner guys aren't as athletic. Um, and, and you just like to have athletic guys. So interesting pick here. Um, the thing that threw me off is that he got slated as a third baseman, knowing he played first base for TCU, mostly like we mentioned with Taylor, um, Decent year, 352, 14 homers, 58 RBIs. A little bit of speed, too, with 20 bags. I, it, It's interesting. We'll see. Joe Stewart is a pretty good comp with the way that you look at it. Yeah. I know it's it sucks to say that. Not not sucks, but like it's repetitive, I guess. Uh, well, Joe Stewart's going to Joe Stewart's gonna slot probably in my top 40 prospect list. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So 
I guess if he can play third base, that just gives him more versatility. Um, that That's what you hope for is more versatility, but yeah. uh, a lot of first base for him in DH this year. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see what uh, Fontanelli brings to the table. So three more picks here. We'll go around eight. Probably a guy we're going to talk about a little bit more here. Barrett Kemp, the only high schooler that the Angels have taken uh, in this draft. I have a feeling they may take one more, maybe two more uh, a little bit later on. Um, third high schooler that Perry and staff have picked in his time here. Um, really excited about this pick here. Uh, pitchability guy. The velo doesn't stick around. I know that's something you're going to mention. I'll let you talk about it. Uh, but does have a couple of pretty good out pitches. He has a slider that's not too bad. He has the curveball that's not too bad. He's got a change up in the works. There is some work to be done here. However, with how the Angels have, and I air quote, developed, because I know you don't like um, how the Angels have developed no. some of their pitching, with the way the Angels have developed some of their pitching in the in the low minors, I'm not as worried about developing a kid like this. Um, there are some rumors that he is going to sign whatever the dollar figure is. I'm going to guess it's in between 750 and $1 million who was committed to Arkansas. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of see where it goes. Big kid kind of reminds me of, of Jack Kahanowitz a little bit there um, with, uh, with what he brings to the, to the table. So Nate, you got anything here on this guy? Yeah. Like you mentioned already, the VLO doesn't typically stick. Uh, he has run it up to 96, of course, but it's it's typically low nines, 91, 94. Um, I forget who it was. I saw something today, and I, I'm blanking on if it was Callus or Mayo, and I know that changes your mind completely on uh, on the way you think about this pick. But um, one of those two gentlemen said that he is one of his favorite prospects in this draft. He thought he could have gone to uh, – like late first, early second, maybe like early third was like the furthest he would drop. And then, you know, some things happened and, and he ends up here. So I I don't like the way the angels have developed pitching. I know I'm going to get hammered for that, but how many guys have we been told are going to be starters and we look and they are not starters. Um, So that's my one worry. You could be drafting another reliever, which I think you can find relievers anywhere. They're so volatile, but um yeah that's that's the one thing i'm worried about is can they develop that extra pitch because what you're seeing a lot from the angels and and he's got good stuff like three pitch mix fast curve slider he's got the change up that's the pitch i i really want to see him develop because um the angels have have really gone sweeper heavy i don't know if that's what the what the reason behind that is but they've gone really sweeper heavy and they they need to teach guys how to throw the changeup because it is a valuable pitch, especially for righties with a lot more lefties going to be in lineups because of the the shift being gone. You're going to have more lefties who are just going to have better numbers, especially against right-handed pitchers. So I think they really need to develop changeups, and that is something they have not really done well. So that is my one issue. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I, I'm excited to see what, what he brings to the table, I think. You look at the other high school schoolers they picked. The Angels are, are working on developing a kid like Mason Albright. Uh, they've done a pretty good job. I, I know I've seen some good starts out of him. Um, Caden Dana, or Case Caden Dana, yes. Um, I, I think that they've hit on him. I really like him. I think that he's going to slide very nicely into pretty dang close to the top five uh, in, uh, in a lot of uh, top prospect lists in the Angels org. So um, with that being said, we'll move on to the ninth and probably 10th pick here. Nate, I'm going to be honest here. I don't have a lot on, on Chase Gokel. Um, who's the Angels' ninth round pick out of Quincy University. This is probably going to be a little bit of an 
under slot pick here to save some money. Um, I've heard low nines or low nineties uh, fastball. He jumped around schools a little bit. I know that worries us just a little bit on the character issue. However, he got drafted. It'll be interesting to see what he uh, what he brings to the table. Somebody had to have liked him. <laughs> yeah, so. true. Division two uh, guy. We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Bounce around three different schools in uh, in three years, which is a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, but here he is. So let's move on to our tenth round pick here uh, before we let everybody go. Chris Barraza out of Air, U of A, um, kind of an undersized righty. Uh, however, we talk about stuff plus. This is the first time I'm going to bring it up. Slider ranked amongst the top in, in NCAA Division One in stuff plus. Very, very good pitcher on that side of stuff. Um, and you know Perry and staff like that stuff plus. Um, however, a little undersized. He's probably going to slot in as a reliever type of guy. However, one of those guys where could end up like an Austin Warren, could end up, you know, somebody along the lines of that. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. He's a low nines guy, commands it well. Um, that's all I really got on him. What do you got? Yeah, transferred from New Mexico State. That does not bother me. You know, no, transferring Sammy, from a the Sammy Minotera Jr. thing there. Yeah, too, tra- so. transferring from a smaller Division One to a to a Power Five. That doesn't bother me. Um, No? Didn't throw too much for Arizona. They wish they would have used him a little bit more. Um, struggled this year with with the runs, and I know people are going to look at that and be like, uh-oh. Uh, but struck a lot of guys out. Not too bad on the walks, not great on the walks, but undersized, probably a reliever. They've, take, they've taken somebody at U of A before, Chase Silseth, so it's, uh, you know. Silseth's a little bit bigger. They've had success out of the college that they like to go. A lot of schools like to go back to those places. I mentioned Sammy Natera Jr. I think the Angels 13th rounder last year uh, is in Tri-City now, was at New Mexico State. So um, you like going back to those same schools and and you got to actually <laughs> kind of got to tip the cap to uh, the scout out there, whoever's, whoever the uh, area scout is, who's gotten a couple of these guys. Um, Silseth Natera looks good down in uh, Tri-City and now you get uh, Chris Barraza here. Uh, with the tenth pick as a senior sign, big stuff plus guy. So, um, Nate, real quick, grade uh, grade this uh, first day of the draft, first two days of the draft, should I say? Yeah, I, don't uh, I want. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go C, just straight C, and I know that's like way against all the rules that you have. Um, but I, I, there wasn't really a pick where I was like, oh my gosh, we got this guy. You know, like there was a lot of like, oh, you know, interesting. We'll see what we get here. Uh, a lot of question marks, a lot of projects. And when you're a team that needs to be good and needs to have guys ready rather quickly, especially if you're going to lose Otani, uh, they're going to need, they're going to need guys to, to fill some spots. And I'm not saying you, you need to expect these guys in, in the majors right now, but you, you got to have these guys go through the system quickly. And with a lot of question marks in here, I got to go see just because of that. I think I'm going to shock you here. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give it a B plus just because I've kind of talked myself into liking uh, Nolan Shan, um, Shanwell, Shanwell a little bit more um, as well as, uh, as Rios there in the third round. I think you got two impact bats there. And then the way with the way the angels have developed pitching and I air quote developed pitching. Um, I think, 
I, I like the high schooler that they took. We'll see how what happens here in uh in this uh day three. Last year the Angels won day three. I thought the Angels had the best day three draft out there. I'm excited to see if they can do it again. Um but right now I think I'm gonna give the Angels a, a solid B minus, which I don't know if that's gonna surprise a lot of people, but I, I I'm kind of talking myself into what they've done. Um B plus or the, B minus. Did I say B plus? I meant B minus. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, B minus. B minus. I apologize there, guys. Okay. So, um, I was going to say B plus like really shocked me. B minus. It's like not as shocking because you no. could easily be in the C plus range, but yeah, B, B um, minus. I think it can, we'll, I think this can turn into a B solid B or B plus if they do what they did with day three last year, you know, you get a high schooler and then you start finding guys that are, still around in that, you know, top 250 range on, on pipeline. Um, I know that's not a great scale, scale to rank people on, but uh, you find some of those guys, you maybe can pull off some overslot stuff there like they did with Southern and Osmond last year. And, and I think again, it turns into a really good day three for them. Um, and they also drafted a third rounder last year um, in saving Cabellos in, in the, uh, in day three too. So they actually had a really good day three. So um, we'll see what happens. We'd love to know what everybody else thinks. Uh, so drop it in the comments below if you're watching us on YouTube again, and also rank um, how the angels did uh, today. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can go ahead and follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, you can follow us on threads at some point. We'll be there. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34 guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.